K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got it. Welcome to a very special Mother's Day edition. You'll know when you hear this, will be Mother's Day of Black on both sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. The other half of your co-host is my esteemed colleague, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. Mr. Bionis, what up, B? Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. See, when you do that, I can't help but talk about it. We gotta talk. We might, we might as well talk about it off the rip. <laughs> People out there, you might well call them listeners. You know, sometimes Be Honest expresses an opinion that he believes is as good as most people's facts at a pretty high hit rate. Wouldn't you say so, B, that you think your opinions, your deductive reasoning, more times than not, significantly lead you to the correct answer? I would, would say that, that. I would say that's accurate, yes. See, the deal is that Myself, me, myself personally, I also feel that once I fully get involved and leave emotion out, that my deductive reasoning will get me to an accurate answer. But rest assured, when be honest and myself try to tell you people out there about something and we are touching and agreeing on one accord, as they would say on this Sunday, you best believe Nine times out of ten, nah, nigga, 99.9999999999 infinity, we're going to be right. And what we talking about, we got to talk about it off the rip, as I said. Where was you last night out there? You better have been watching Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Was you there? Have you heard? Be honest. Give me your thoughts on Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Was there any surprises? Were you surprised? How, how this versus went? Anything surprising? I was surprised that Erica took her foot off of Jill's neck towards the end. Well, towards the yeah. middle end. Shit, she did more than that. She tried to help her out. She said, hey, you should, you, should, you should play that song that I wrote for you. Right. No, no. I, yeah, that one's a good song. It's a really good song. I, I strongly encourage you to right. play that song, that long walk. I, I wrote that for you. I gave it to you. She didn't really, but it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, what, that's so, what I thought. So, so, so let's be clear here. Yeah, what, what do they call it? I think in, in some, when they, you know, like you have NFL mock drafts where they get the first draft picks right. Or when you got the uh, March Madness, which you didn't have this year, and, and your bracket, you know, you get the, you know, the one seed beats the two seed and three seed beat the four seed. They call it chalk. This versus battle went chalk, as be honest, and I called it yep. for Miss Baidu. Yep. Uh, from the start to the end. And uh, I mean, Baidu, Baidu played not even, she just played, she just played hits. You know, I didn't get to hear my personal favorite, um, two of my personal favorites from her. I didn't get to hear, I didn't get to hear, um, I can make you put your phone down. Cause I was hoping that would be near the end to really, you know, get the, get their grooves groovy. Uh, neither be honest nor myself heard liberation, but she didn't have to do that because that is a compilation that's, of, and that's a killer. That's a sniper hit. Let's, let's say, Hey, why I'm just going to, that's a tuck your chain in and go, that's a tuck your entire versus battle in. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, uh, Jill Scott's first song, I do not remember. Uh, yeah, I get, do. Get it's the, the one about 
It's yeah, one, getting in the way. It's the one you hated because she did something later on in the show with him. Yeah, so she started off with that. Uh, and then in response, uh, Erica just started playing fucking hits. It's like that T-Pain little John battle where T-Pain starts calling John Jonathan and says, oh, we got our hits, man. What are we supposed to do? It's weird. That's how, uh, <laughs> and this about do. All she has is hits, man. What are she supposed to do? It's weird. <laughs> and so, I mean, like Jilly from Philly thought she was going to talk our whole entire ass ears off to introduce each and every uh, B-side, cast aside, and also ran songs she was about to play. And that got annoying. But, you know, it goes to show you that if you do something with a smile, you can, you can, get, a, you can get some, some mileage if you just got a smile on your face. Like, oh, she, well, she seems happy. I disagree. I, I disagree with you there. I think that the jewels were in the conversation. So we've heard the songs before. We, we, you and I both knew that Erica was going to wash her. But Not even close. Hearing some of the stories, though, that's the gems. That's the stuff you don't get unless you're a fly on the wall. So I, I it is when they're, when they're accurate. When you go try to attribute a tribute to some Negro or credit for a whole ass song where ninety percent of the population knows who actually wrote the damn song. By the way, you're talking about for the king of pop, Michael Jackson, right? I don't even know who she said. I don't remember the dude's name, Andre Williams, something like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mr. Andre Williams, he, you may know him from the song he wrote for Michael Jackson called Butterflies. No, bitch, we do not. And Miss Badu had to call it. That's Flora Tree. That's Martha Ambrosius. Right. And you know what? And Jilly never cleaned it up. She did not clean it up. Uh, and then Jilly's like, yeah, you know, I really, you know, in grade school is when I really started uh, exploring my songwriting. By the way, why were we asking about songwriting and poetry? Because Jilly from Philly started played at least two Maybe maybe two or three, at least two shits that were clearly just spoken word with some music on it. Boring. So what? Is this? And do you have any songs for me, Jilly? Do you have any raps for me? Oh, he's doing Death Poetry Slam. And so Erica's like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's awfully brave of you to go ahead and just, you know, lay this bare, uh, your thoughts. Uh, how long have, you know, when did you start, you know, this beautiful, when did you start writing poetry? No, that's not what she said. She said, when did you feel like it was okay? <laughs> when did you realize, when did you think it was okay to start releasing your poetry as a song? That's kind of what she said. Like, what gave you the courage to do that? <laughs> <laughs> And he started going, then Julie, um, let's just call it, I'm going to call it Big Julie style. Big Julie style started talking about some teachers or some shit. And <laughs> and then she asked, well, what about you, Erica? When did you start? Erica's like, air quotes, bitch, I'm a musical genius. I've been writing poetry since I was five. And hell no, oh, I don't really? get frustrated. Oh, 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 no, that's a different one. Oh, oh really? So uh, are you going to release it? No. <laughs> I'll rub your feet. Well, well can I'll I get? Can, can you dick. send me some of that? Uh, some of what? <laughs> I'll rub your feet. Did <laughs> you hear? She's like, I can't, I can't hear you. You want some of what? <laughs> some of who? <laughs> nah, bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, man. When Seven Puma and the other one sell my shit after I'm dead, that's when you can get these shits, right? From the Badu Museum that will be in Dallas, Texas. Oh shit, man! What, what, what were you saying that I cut you off? What was the other one? No, you didn't cut me off. She was um asking her, "Don't you get frustrated? Aren't you frustrated?" And Erica Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Julie's like, "Man, I've I wrote such and such bullshit ass song, 
And I got when I was done, I was just crying in the booth. But that's how you know it's good. You know, I always cry when I after I'm crying. I, I know it's good. I know I, I know I've left everything in there. Isn't that how you feel, Erica? No. No, I don't. And then she asked her some shit about you know, was it about aggression or feeling bad or whatnot. And Erica Bud is like. Uh, no, bitch, I'm God. No, right. whenever I feel that my breathing is remotely not where it's supposed to be, I just, you know, I just meditate and I'm, and I just go about it. I, I don't do that anymore because I'm God. Right. Man, this was, it was, I feel like Erica should take Jilly, big Jilly style under her wing and teach her some of the ways of future Judaism or whatever. Not possible. Badu does. It was, it was fucking crazy. Crazy, B. The, the first, the, her first, like five songs. I only recognize one. And I said, well, Kunta, who gives a fuck if you only recognize one? You don't have to, you got to understand this a neo soul. This isn't me and be honest's wheelhouse. This shit was happening during our prime years. Yes, sir. This was the only game in town during the prime years. It's like a whole black renaissance because it wasn't just the neo soul. It was also the socially conscious rap that was going on with it. And I'm going to attribute this to, yeah, you may disagree, be honest, but I, I've always attributed this period of time in history uh, with the rise of the Soul Quarians. So you just had, in my opinion, a bunch of just woke ass before woke was a thing, talented individuals who just said, hey, let's make a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. And maybe we'll release it and see how it goes. You're talking about Soul Quarians, Miss Badu. I, I believe most of the members of, uh, of, uh, Shit. Uh, Questlove, Black Thought. Can't think of the group. Roots. Roots. Uh, D'Angelo. Um, I believe was Most Def and, um, and Talib Kweli. They are Soul Aquarians, I believe. Um, and there's more, but these are, it's a, it's a, and was, wasn't, was Dilla part of that? Maybe. He was indirectly. Okay. So, so in a sense, you've got some of the some of the most talented, thoughtful, youngish black people making shit amongst themselves and periodically releasing it. And that, I believe, gave rise to that. What, what year was it? It's, it's about 90, 96 ish, maybe to about. I'm good with that. To about, oh, let's, let's, I'm going to say it was over about 2005. And that's why why we're just talking about Mind Soul, right? We're not talking about hip hop because hip hop started in 92. um, Who are you going to attribute the first? uh, No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about that that soul Soul, query and neo soul. Well, I mean, the reason reason why I say that is because I think it happened in hip hop too at the exact same, like in the same little time frame. During that little time frame, there was a lot of great shit that got put out. And it wasn't just soul. It wasn't just R&B. It was hip hop too. But I I like where you're going though. Keep going where you're going. Yeah, but most, in my opinion, most of the stuff had been like uber commercialized. Right. So it was either gangster stuff or look at all this money and shit I got. Right. This was the last time, in my opinion, where you had real hip hop with people trying to tell you some shit about some shit you might not know about, but you need to know about. Right. Black, black uplift, uh, uplifting of the community and such thing. Be better. Be better. Right. Don't get like me. No, be better. Elevate yourself. Don't get like me and get these rings and chains. And shit. No, be better than yourself. Read books, drink tea and shit. 
Right. So that, in my opinion, that period went from about somewhere about, I'm going to give the first start, I'm going to give it to uh, Baduism. That's not necessarily accurate, but I'm just, you know, for to put a pin somewhere, I'm going to start with Baduism. And I'm going to end the neo-soul and I'm mixing hip-hop with it. I'm going to end it, I believe, I want to stop it at about 2000. And three or four, whatever Most Def's last album is Most Def, I think that was the end of it. Uh, everything, yeah, that was the end of it, in my opinion. Somewhere around there, it stopped and went back to the commercial. It went 100% uh, what's commercially successful. Look at my jewels. Look at my black card. Look at, you know, look at these bitches. Look at my Bentley. Um, so... I digress. The point is, Erica Badu <laughs> was at, at ground zero of this shit. Uh, Jilly from Philly, yeah, she did get in on it. Yeah. A little bit. She yeah. got in on it. But yeah. but Erica Badu is, is a fucking founding member Pioneer. of the Soul Aquarians. And a fucking founding member. Found When you think of Neo Soul and you don't, and Erica Badu don't first come to your mind, well, nigga, you don't know what the fuck Neo Soul is. Yeah, you tripping. Yeah, she started the genre because, because, up until the Neo Soul for the, the years before, it was this, you know, he had the Jodices, the 112s. It was just, you know, it was, it was, you know, hip hop, not hip hop. It was like soulful R&B, the usual shit. Where were Going you? By. Where were you? Do you remember where you were when you heard On and On? Yeah, I was, it was On and On was what, 96? 96. I must have had, had been, high, I was 16 years old in high school. And I was like, man, this is, is that the color? Is that the color purple? I remember. No, it's I, not the color purple. I remember where I was, man. I was on the way to my first duty station in the Navy, riding on some back back ass Virginia roads, and um, mm. it came on the that radio. That shit must have been so apropos at that point. It was. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It came on the radio. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I hate that I'm going into the Navy now. Like, all, I had all these music dreams, and I was like, "Nah, let me go to the military, or whatever." I heard that song. Like, oh shit, music. Is, I felt. I honestly felt like music is about to change. I promise and it you. did. And it did. It did. It did. And the thing of it is, is that Miss Badu, if you like Neil Soul at the beginning, then you follow Miss Badu. You may have some songs you don't like. And she played a song last night I didn't like that uh, off that uh, right. um, uh, the America Volume 1. Right. Uh, I don't even know the name of this. It's Me called either. The Healer, actually. The Healer. Yeah, I never liked that shit. But I was like, okay, well, I just need to read some more books and shit. Clearly, I'm not on the right... I'm not vibrating high enough to understand what the fuck she's talking about. Hey, B, do you remember why she played that song? Um, was it because of this, the feature? No, she played that song because Big Jilly Style had tried to play some woke shit on Erica Badu like she oh, forgot yeah. who the fuck Erica Badu was. Oh, and yeah. Miss Badu was like, oh, I like that chorus you got there. What are you saying there? Right. <laughs> Seven minutes later, right. I'd have to look at it to let you know. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> John Mark Josh says for God, you know, I, fly, fly, so dafo, so latiro, face like nigga, latido You know, <laughs> hey man, you know, means. I just know it represented a feeling that I was trying. To, it was beautiful at the time. Okay, I just, that shit don't mean nothing. And every time she was talking, you could just like see Erica nodding her head like disapprovingly with, with every fucking word. Like you she don't was know saying. the fucking what your song is name is? You don't know it? I'm so happy. See, Miss Badu is full of love. I'm so happy Miss Badu didn't translate for her right there because you know she could have. She could have, definitely. If and only if the shit actually meant something. Right. Which it may which it may not have. There were two more slides uh, though. At least two more. I got two more. Well, let me know when you're ready. 
Yeah. What was that? I said, I got two more slices that Erica did. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. All right. So, so, so she played that shit in response, you know, some real trippy ancestral shit that you got to have some ayahuasca, some DMT and a daishiki <laughs> and a TP. Right. And some steam to kind of like to maybe understand what's going on. Um, yeah, what other slice you have, B? So at the end, there were two very, 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 very important slights that you would have to kind of be tuned in to get. One of them is, she's like, yeah, I like that one song that you played. You got to send me that song. <laughs> she said, I like the one song. Oh, and I know she didn't say yeah. one that way, but she definitely said one song. You got to send me that one song. Now, for the listeners who did not listen, Jill played you about missed out. Jill go, you go YouTube this Sorry B You gotta go YouTube this shit Even if you skip You know what B I'll Put a pin in it I'm gonna keep it a buck man That shit for me Went from good To fucking great When I got off Of Jill's split feed And I was watching Miss Badu period I digress You gotta go YouTube this shit And watch it You know it, it, The music You know it, It's a whole ass vibe But there's enough Difference in talent to make a difference. Or as they say in my favorite anime, the difference between Miss Badu and, and Big Jilly style, it's a gulf. It's uncrossable. Sorry, B. That's what fine. was the other slight? That's fine. She said, you got to send me the one song. And she was referring to one of the songs that actually was a pretty good song that I'd never heard either. But that only matters. And the one song only matters if you didn't know. It doesn't matter unless you hear the, the sentence before that, which was, I hadn't heard most of those songs you played. That's what Erica told Jill. The next sentence was, oh, you, have to send me that, shit. you have to send me that one song. <laughs> you know, I, you know why I didn't hear that? Because I was going, hate, 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 hate. No, bro. Hate, 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 hate. She said, I hadn't heard most of those songs you played. So then, so then, uh, two paragraphs later, Erica says, let me see, I got this written down because I wanted to remember it. You know what's one thing that I really love about you? Your fans really love and support you. <laughs> uh, uh. Now, again, if you, if you didn't watch it and you weren't tuned in, you would not notice that that was actually a slight. She was trying, Shit. at this time, they were giving each other compliments on music. Erica chose not to give Jilly a, a compliment back about her music. Instead, she said, you know what I really love about you is your fans really love and support you. The sentence before that was Jill telling Erica how much she loved her music and how much of a gift she was to the world and how much, how much inspiration she drew from her. Erica yes. returns the favor by saying, yes. yeah, your fans love you. That's wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. That's wonderful. She kept saying that the entire time. It's like, it's like... <laughs> But but yeah, B. But let's get let's get to one of my biggest fucking problems with Big Jilly style. What's that first song she played? Get in the way. Get in the way. And she kept referencing that sometimes you got to fight as a woman. And Miss Badu kept being like, Nah, nah, girl, I'm grown. Nah, nah, if I got a problem, <laughs> talk to you directly. Nah, nah, it's about love. Nah, no, nah, nah. Mm 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 mm. So she kept referencing sometimes you got to fight. Be honest I know you have a catalog of music With your real name Somewhere on it You get in a battle Of your music versus somebody else's music You keep talking about one of your songs Right Are you going to lie to the people About 30 minutes 45 minutes later And, and try to play the song again And then pretend like you didn't Oh <laughs> no. did, did I? Did I? Did I, you, I played this already. Did you hear Erica's response? 
She was like, yo, no, go ahead, go ahead and play it again. She's like, fuck it, go ahead and play it again. No, go ahead and play it again. She's like, I didn't I didn't know I play I didn't know I didn't know I already did that. She's like, you're gonna And need then it. Eric was like, how do you know how do you know, how do you not know what you playing? Right. You know what you playing. <laughs> oh shit, man. And and listeners out there, you know, I have to say it this way. Be honest and I, we actually were doing this shit uh, almost in real time, listening to and commenting in the Slack room. And I'm just going to remind everyone out there, if you want to, you know, chop it up with Be Honest, myself, any of the other hosts on the Rare Sonnets Network, um, do yourself a favor. Go to rarestonnets.com, ask uh, for entrance into the Slack room, costs you nothing but time. And you can come interact with us on the reg. And you would have seen B and I and his lovely wife, Kit, uh, and that, you know, irascible Mr. J uh, react to this stuff in real time. <laughs> and uh, and so so do yourself a favor and do that. Um, any, any of it, B. So, yeah, Hold man. On, she was we just... we got to shoot a shot. We have to shoot a shot. Shots need to be fired. There was one person missing from this uh, conversation slash argument, if you will. Uh, Miss Britt Renee, we did not see you grace the slack room during the battle. See, here's the thing. Shout out to Britt Renee because she sent it to me when it started. Because unfortunately, I was tired and I fell asleep. So I missed the first 20 minutes. But it sounds like they didn't start. So I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were supposed to start at 7. They were talking. I, I came in. I was like, shit, man. I missed the first, first half of the first quarter of this battle. But no, they hadn't. So they were talking. Um, but even so, yeah, Brit Renee didn't stuff. have nothing to say. Brit Renee is part of that group that you said Miss Badu was talking about of of a, a big Julie Styles fans. <laughs> and they love her <laughs> and support you know, her. You know, this is part of that group. The irascible Mister J. <laughs> I think he turned a little bit though. He did. He did. Because after a while, it's like, what the fuck is this? Is this a B-side? <laughs> it got so bad that Erica Badu played a song I ain't never heard. She either made that shit back in 93 or that morning before playing it. She's like, all right, bitch, I don't, I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> here's some shit. Here you go. Here's some. This is not a hit yet. Here right, you go. Right. It's a hit after the night. Here you go. Yeah, this is, you know, it's a little, it's, it was even, it even sounded unfinished. The shit was named today. She probably didn't make it today. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was, un, it was, it was not, the production was not done on it. It was too scratchy. It was, right. it was, it was, it, it, that's why I said it had to, had to have been either recently or a long ass time ago because it wasn't, it wasn't, the production was not tight, not sharp at all. Uh, like at least two or three of them, uh, uh, B-sides, cast-asides, and also rands that Big Jilly Style was playing. Um, here's the best thing I can say about uh, Big Jilly Style in this battle. She does have a pretty smile and her she hair does. was done. She's a very yeah. pretty woman. Very, very yeah. pretty woman. Yeah. So. Some would say a seven so, yeah. on her neck up. Yeah. Killing the game. Neck up. Um, meanwhile, you know how they say that... Uh, Certain people can transcend things. Yeah. Like like MJ transcended basketball. Muhammad right. Ali transcended boxing. Right. Uh, Tiger Woods, you know, until he got his ass whooped for fucking all them waitresses and whatnot, was transcending golf. You know, that thing that OJ said, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Right. Yeah, that, that can be a thing until your black ass does some black shit. But that can be a thing. And so, in my opinion... Miss Badu has transcended 
like standards of of uh, beauty standards and sexuality standards. She just is. It's, she's just, it just is. So if she could come out and whatever the fuck, and believe you me, she was on this live dressed in whatever, whatever. the entire fuck. Whatever the fuck. Like she had a, a red do-rag on or a, or a red do-rag. prayer shawl from somewhere. Uh, some string <laughs> or a website on it that she found. I thought it was an underwear this- band. <laughs> holding the situation together. <laughs> then she had, uh, uh, she had stole Puma's kiss sweatshirt that she right. was wearing. I don't know why, but it was there. Yep. Uh, she had this, uh, Afrocentric Mr. Miyagi fidget spinner that she right. broke out. See, me, I don't know if you could see that on the split screen. Oh, you could? No, I went to her. I was on her page then. I was like, shit, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? This is like an alien, ancient alien fidget spinner. Right. Shit. Yeah, uh, and uh, and she wouldn't wear no shoes because if you went to the after party, it's after the party. It's the after party, right? She had her house band, and she she didn't have on she didn't have no shoes, but some goddamn uh, corduroy slacks. So it's like, all right, man. So she was just she was just I don't she I don't know what she did. She got done meditating and just grabbed like the, the closest eighth thing she could find and said, "Let's do it." Right. Let's get it. So, um, do you have takeaways from the the entire event? Yeah, are we there yet, or we're not there yet? Let me see. What else? What else did she do? So she she pretended she forgot the goddamn song she played. Right. Um. She, she basically uh, poo pooed Miss Badu telling her, um, to play the song. Here's one slight flex she had. She played a song with my one of my top five dead or alive rappers. Come fight me. Yasin Bey. Oh yeah, that was a that was a dark moment for for a quick second. Yeah, and Erica and, uh, admitted she now have a song with him. Yeah, but what? Well, look at God B. So Eric admitted, yeah, that's my brother Yasin Bey. We've toured so much together, and we spent so much time together. And I just you know shout out. She named all of his children because she knows these people. Right. Uh, he's like one of our great leaders, Fumi. You know, much love to all of them. But you know, it's strange we don't have a song together. And that would have been sad right there. But look at God. God won't let the devil win. What did Jilly say the very next time? She said, well, we got a song, but, you know, we don't. It's just high and by. I don't really know him. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear that part? I don't really know him. I didn't you know, hear that I, part. I, she should have kept that to yeah. herself. No, she said, yeah, we don't, you know, I don't, I don't know him like that. We just, wow. you know, you know, it's like, bitch, that was the one thing. Say less. Right. <laughs> that was your one takeaway is that you had a whole ass song with a fellow soul Aquarian that she admitted she does not have. Right. But then you just admitted that that she probably wasn't even in the goddamn same studio when the shit popped off. Wow. Yeah, man. So, uh, so that, that, um, I could name. I could name maybe three three songs. Get in the way. Uh, mm. He loves me. He yeah, she did play that. It was a weird version. I didn't even like that version. That was a whack version. But anyway, her fans yes. loved and supported her on it. Um, and the last song I'm not familiar with, but I know it was a thing. Eh, was it? I never uh, heard that song before. To last night, I thought it was a thing. I never heard that song before last night. Apparently, Andre Harrell had heard it though. So. Yeah, we're gonna get to that a little bit later. Um, well, let, do, do you want me to give my takeaways, or you? Oh, I'm just trying to figure out if I have anything else before takeaways. Any okay. other? Nah, man, Miss Badu was just like every goddamn hit was a hit hit, except for that one time she just, you know. All right, I see where this is going. I will just yeah. 
And another funny thing was sometimes Erica would leave. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like we getting these B B sides, cast asides, and also ran. Sometimes Badu would just leave the fuck out of the screen. Here, here's something I am. Even though I'm not religious, I do have discernment. And I know they use that word in, in, in religious circles a lot. I have discernment. And um looking at Jill's body language reaction and just the feeling I got in my gut whenever Erica got up, it really bothered her. She didn't mention it. She didn't say anything about it, but it really got under her skin when she would start playing a song that she was about to explain or something. And Erica would just get up and walk away and come back a few seconds later. And Erica Erica kept starting songs while she was still trying to talk. And she's like, and Erica would stop like, what were you saying? It's like, oh no, nothing. Go ahead and play the music. (laughs) That really got under her skin. You know, it's like little mama, that little mama meme. <laughs> she got the smile and the right. tear. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know what? In my opinion, Miss Badu can do no wrong, so I'm not going to take the high road. Don't be disrespecting Miss Badu by playing B sides, cast asides, and also rans. Shit, man! You can't play D going against uh, Babyface. You playing demos? No, nigga. <laughs> Bring your best, right? In that moment, Miss Badu was all of us. Oh, what the fuck is this? No, I didn't come here for this. Um, shit, man. So that's all I got. What were your takeaways, B? Takeaways are two things, and they're very simple. Um, Jill Scott was already fizzling. She she saved a couple of those songs for the very end because she knew that there was some a deal they had. They were going to play a last couple or something, and that's why she saved those last couple. Before that, she had oh, played... Oh, one more, one more quick thing. Before, okay. <laughs> at that point, at that point, she also left what I believe was one of her most commercially successful hits in the chamber. That Golden song, she didn't play it. Right, she didn't play Golden. Um, and that's one of her hits. But here's the thing. Jill Scott maybe could have railed off Golden and one other one, the one I love uh, called It's Love. But that's about it. Meanwhile, on the other side of the table, Erica didn't play probably 15 songs that slap. She didn't even mm-hmm. play them. She didn't even get to them. Maybe 20 that she, did, that, that she didn't even get to. She didn't even try. She was like, yeah, I don't need to play those. This is, this is already a defeat. So that's what I take away. That's one takeaway. The second takeaway is that Erica Badu is just different. I, we, we said this last week. We didn't know of another artist that could go against her. I don't see how any other artist could have gone against her just because the songs are so different. The songs are impactful yeah. and different, and there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can. There's no alien that can come help you write your songs to to com- compete with that. B, she she could have just played one album. Mama's gun. The songs off off one album. She could play Mama's Gun from top to bottom and won the battle. Just yeah, she could just she could have picked. If she wanted to make it interesting, she could she would have played uh, New America Part One because there's some not so great songs on that one. Um, but, but my, Mama's most, Gun is my favorite album. It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite Erica Badu album. It's probably in my top five albums of all time. Well, Erica Badu to me is like remember that movie uh, Office Space? I do. Yeah, remember when the uh, the bobs come in to 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 cut uh, to trim the fat and let people go? I do. And and. The, <laughs> <laughs> and the bobs ask uh ask the guy what is your what is your favorite michael bolton song <laughs> <laughs> he says that's a hard one i can't pick i love them all it's like asking me what my favorite erica badu album is right the 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 closest i can get to you and saying one is not like all the others is what i just said new america part 1 
uh, it's more, and I'm even going to say it's it's more experimental, I believe, and right, that's saying is. a fucking lot for Miss Badu. It is than her other other albums, but other than that, nah, man. And he, if if I if hey if I got one album to listen to, and it's got to be that one, shit, I'll work, I'll work it out. Like I said, you know, TP Ayahuasca, you know, Sweat Lodge, and I'm I can I can get I can vibrate where she vibrating. But these, these but yeah, albums man. are 20 years old, and some of some of these albums are 20 and plus. You know what I'm saying? They're still just ridiculously good albums. But B, you know what that is. You're a music guy. You know what that is. Miss Badu doesn't make doesn't make a. Oh, Miss Badu makes timeless music because she Absolutely. has a timeless voice and a timeless talent. Absolutely. And so back to what you started this. You don't know who to go up against her. I actually came up with another person, but when I say this person's name, you're going to realize they don't make timeless music, and they make very specific music. So, uh, so you know. I said Beyonce. I know you don't like Beyonce, but as far as strength of catalog, she could play along. So let's do it this way. I'm not talking about people that could beat Miss Badu. Some of people who could play along for a bit, make it interesting, right? Without playing B sides, cast sides, and also rands. Beyonce could do that. Beyonce's got a lot of pop hits, but she also has a lot of actual real R and B soulful stuff that she just made for black people. Um, so the person I was going to say is Missy Elliott. <sighs> Hmm, let me think about it. Let me process it for a second. I'm going to tell you, first of all, let me tell you why Beyonce is, is fucking out of there and she can't do it. Beyonce doesn't write shit. So she's not emotionally tied to her songs. She can't fuck with Erica. Jill Scott was, at least wrote some of her shit, so she's emotionally tied to it. Beyonce is a robot, so she gets... I'm sorry. Oh, by I'm the sorry. way, we're we calling these spoken, spoken words over some music songs. Is that what we're doing? No, but, those but two of those. I just wanted to, I wanted to set the differentiator between what Beyonce is as, a, as an artist and what Jill Scott is as an artist. Beyonce needs to sit her ass down. She doesn't write. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact that she takes like 30% of songs just to sing them, which is fair if you're a music person and you're trying to get a Beyonce record. You'll definitely give her 30%. That happens it's, it's, it's doable because you know Beyonce's gonna sell millions and millions of albums you're gonna get your 5% that you're left with after everybody takes all their cuts and Beyonce took 30 even though she didn't write not even one syllable you're gonna take that 5% because 5% of Beyonce record is way more than percent of any other body else John Johnson's record that you wrote for so Beyonce needs to sit down she doesn't compete now Missy that is an interesting one um, because Missy is tied to the music and the words so that's a that's a difficult one for me, Kunta. But I, <sighs> I didn't say beat her. I said can I actually make it interesting for a little bit. I agree. And ain't, ain't got to play, play no goddamn. You know that would have been that would have been play more some fun. shit. We know that would have been yeah. more fun. Actually, Missy versus Erica Badu would have been more fun. That was the correct one to have done, and I know for okay, I'm pretty sure. Swiss and Timbaland could have got that fucking done. Why they picked Jill Scott, I don't fucking know. You know what it was? They wanted to stay in one type of genre, Neo right. Soul. They didn't have to do that. They did not have to do that. Everybody the genres... else has, though. Hmm? Everybody else has stayed in the genre. What T Pain and Lil Jon weren't in a genre? Yeah, they both are that 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 rap. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Rap pop. Yeah, they're both in that same genre. Jante Austin and Neo are both R&B writers who also, you know, try to sing a little bit. Everybody so far has been kind of the same. Teddy Riley and Babyface, both R&B. Swiss and Timberland are both rap producers, rap or R&B pop producers. So everybody else is staying in the same little area. So they, I, I understand. But B, Miss Badu stands alone as not having a box. Right. Another artist... That's that somewhat stands alone as not having a fucking box is Missy Elliott. I feel you. I think it would have been fun. 
I think that that would have been that was the correct matchup for these artists rather than looking at what genres you think they're in. Right. You know, uh, uh, Missy got a lot of shit. Yeah. And it don't all you think it all sounds the same? It don't. Right. Go back to that original album. Let's talk about that original album. Sock it to me. We can go into the tweet stuff. She got some stuff with yeah. tweet too. They're not just the, not just the ones that you heard on the radio. There was some other stuff that she kind of ghost produced and hit hit her her hands on and some of the real R and B cuts that tweet has. Pussy don't fail me now. Um, she's got a lot of R and B ish songs that people just they get caught up in them dance things, and that's you know what I guess most people who don't dig deep know her for is dance hits. But no, nah, she right. you know she, yeah. So that in my opinion, that was the matchup. Uh, it was a missed opportunity. By the way, I have to, I mentioned it and I have to give a shout out, just a gem for people. If you've never heard Tweet's first album, Southern Hummingbird, because you, you didn't like the oops, I did my clothes on the My Bed song, get rid of that song. Take that song off the album and go back and listen to some Southern Hummingbird. You're welcome. Take away all the flashy chains. That's what I'm saying, man. Missy done touched a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot. But, and, but, the battle that we really, really, really want to see is Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj. If you really want to see people tune in, that's the one. If you make that happen, this shit is golden. You right. You right. I ain't going to argue about that. So so let's just wrap this up. So Chalk, as I said, and Kunta and be honest, tell you something, you best believe it. You know, you better, if, if Kunta and be honest, tell you something, you better believe in that shit like you believe in white Jesus. I'll say it again. You better believe it like you believe in white Jesus. Anyway, um, so uh, so that was uh, so that was that was it on the, the battle. Well done. So here's my problem with us as a culture. By the way, before I just went transition, <laughs> big Jilly said, big big Jilly style said that the culture won last night. Like bitch, you don't go sit down. And B, I was at the after party, the listening after party. I checked it out. You see that? You know who was not in there? Jilly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> she 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 wasn't invited. <laughs> did you see that? Did you, <laughs> you didn't hear it when she when when Erica introduced it. Jill said, "You guys have that after party thing." She knew she wasn't invited. She wasn't even no. she wasn't even trying to show up and get turned away at the she, door. She, she, she hid on outside the club and she can't get in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that nigga on the drums? The Congos. Yeah, he was dressed like Andre Three Stacks from like uh, right from the Love Below album. Say, is this on purpose? Why are you? It's on purpose. She, you know, Erica probably has people that she that she had had in her life, and she has people now that fill those spots for her. So that nigga just comes in and dresses like you know, Andre. You know, one thing I will say, um, she. One one thing I love about her is that she still gives credit to Andre Three Thousand as a standalone talent and she will always play in her sets one of his songs and i don't know if you heard this b but she she actually thanked andre 3000 last night for first making her a mother in light of mother's day and i thought that was pretty cool uh i don't know if other baby's daddies thought that was cool but i thought <laughs> she thought that was cool and uh, so she had some, uh, so she played every now and then she spun some stuff she had some live bands behind her on the after party um it's funny. I guess she got a little too lit. She started twerking. Did you see that? I didn't see that part. I didn't watch a lot of it. And she, and she said that uh, Seven, the oldest, told her that she shouldn't do that because uh, 
This is how you know Seven is Erica Badu and Andre Three Stacks' kid. He told his mama that she didn't need to twerk because, quote, she's, what did she say? She's overqualified. Okay. Think about that. You gotta, gotta <laughs> fucking sit with that shit. Let that shit breathe and come back to it and oh, think about shit. it. So be honest and I and you out there, we will figure out what the fuck seven meant. Probably, you know, no, anywhere between is, three, to, three to six months. That I is don't. brilliant. I've been trying to figure out what to tell my daughters to have them not fall into all these fucking traps. That is the most excellent non-explanation explanation explanation of what you should tell your daughters when they're doing some dumbass, trendy, dumb shit. Baby, you're overqualified. I don't know, B. I got to think about it some more. I mean, it's what you're saying don't sound wrong. It sounds right, but I still need to sit with this and make sure it is what I think it is because I I don't know. I Uh, think that's what it is. I think, Maybe. I think okay, that's man. what it is. And that's brilliant. Oh my God, almost, Seven. Uh-huh. Like I said, I'm going to sit with it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I was still here for the twerking. But anyway, anyway. So um, <laughs> ever since that uh, window seat video, uh, and there was one other, like, there was like some screenshots or some, some con- uh, concert like pictures of her booty one time. Mm, you know what I'm talking mm, about? Yep. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I think the world changed. The earth tilted on yeah. its axis a little bit. And that's when that's when all this happened. That's when that's when the world recognized that wait a minute, there's something else going on here. It was just Did the music you, uh, before that. Yep. You remember those black exploitation uh picks um and I guess New Jack City and American Gangster, where you got people chopping up the coke for the cocaine uh chopping up the cocaine for the crack and they, and all the women is naked, yes. topless or naked. Love those things. <laughs> yeah, she had those. So she, so in addition to having a live band herself DJing from time to time when not singing with the live band, um, she, uh, well, she, by the way, she opened up by singing a fucking Jill Scott song better than Jill Scott. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> and she forgot some of the words and made up shit and one of them wasn't even a word and it still sounded better. Um, and she had other DJs that she works with that had sets, um, in addition to that, she had these vignettes of this character that she was playing. I guess it's a pimp character. I forgot what name she gave it. And so she got a fur coat, fur hat, that same do-rag, you know, heels and all this other shit. And she was had had women chopping up the, the, the cocaine to make the crack. So I thought that was interesting. Yes, it was topless. Um, oh, man, I missed that. Miss Kuntas came in. How could you, man? It kept, that was the interludes for everything. Whenever he got slow, they, she put up that shit. Miss Kunta came in and said, what are you watching? I said, I said, magic. That's what I'm watching. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, so, so that, that was, that was, uh, that was cool. Eventually I did leave because quite frankly, the battle went over three hours. Yeah. 320. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I don't know about you, B, but if I'm going for that long, you know, I got a whole ass family. People kind of <laughs> right. want me to stop. Yeah. So I watched this shit for almost 320. I guess I missed the first 20 misses in air quotes. So, so that was cool as fuck. But back to what I wanted to say about the culture and we as a goddamn people. So B, uh, they got up to about 750,000 listeners at some point, viewers at some point last night. Do you recall what a... Uh, what uh, Teddy Riley and, and Babyface got up to? Didn't they say 1.5 mil? I don't remember. Something like that. Oh, I might have been a million, somewhere around there. Those are the two highest. But that's not the highest on Instagram Live, B. Oh, goodness. 
Do you know what the highest on Instagram live? It is? wasn't Takashi, was it? Two million. <sighs> Tekken, Tekken six nine. Two million. So Tekken six nine is out. And because we live with millennials and shit and the game done changed and a lot of niggas out there running around not UGK influenced, uh, he feels bold enough and apparently he's got enough fan support to say, hey man, I don't give a shit that she was pretending to be a blood and maybe shot somebody and all this other stuff and got out of jail because she told them that you did you, you named names and whatnot even though you was trying to be a blood and was riding around while they were shooting people. I'm okay with that. Uh, and so he had two million people tune in to him and B, but the funny shit about it, B, is that uh, he posted too much of where he was. Oh, boy. Do you know how witness protection works? Um, well, the, the first part of it is anonymity, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which he, he's, he's going to be difficult for him. But the second one is uh, no one knows where you are. Yeah, so he fucked all of that up and they had to move his ass. So he just came out, what, Friday or Thursday? Well, yeah, he, he too many pictures of where he was. It got figured out because although most of you Negroes out there that are Tekken 6 ix fans ain't UGK affiliated, there are some UGK, UGK affiliated people out there, some trill OGs, and they needed, and that information got passed, and so they had to move him. So we'll see where he pops up again, um, if he pops up again, or, you know, if that balloon gets popped, who knows? But that's, that's, not, that's not smart. That's a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, here's the thing though, because um, we're talking about culture. So my son was really offended by this, this the, the idea that he got 2 million views. I didn't know how many it was, but he said he got a lot of views. And it, makes, million, him, man. it makes him not even want to do music anymore. If this is what people are into, it makes him not want to care and not try anymore. So he was really depressed about the idea of what the music industry has become. But to me, I don't feel like this was the music industry or... Uh, culture as much as it was pop culture. I think that more people are, people are tuning in to see the circus. They're tuning in to see him fall. They're not tuning in because they love him. And that's the that's what everybody needs to remember. Relatedly, I think that some of those babyface and uh, and Teddy Riley numbers also got driven up because it. You know, Kevin Hart says something. I'm always called Kevin Hart, but bad news travels faster than good news. So I think that right. some of that 1 million views that Teddy Riley and Babyface got also was some of us attributed to uh, the technical difficulties that was spread far and wide on Twitter and Instagram. Right. People came in to see what was going on. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't, I think there was a lot of that of the spectacle and what is this fool doing rather than, oh man, it's that new lit shit that I need. I don't know about that. So maybe, maybe. Maybe your son needs to reconsider. This is just, you know, a spectacle. B, uh, I was watching, uh, I was going through my Instagram and I saw DJ Quick. DJ Quick posted a picture with, uh, I believe, the last MTV Jams um, video jockey, VJ. Do you know who the last MTV Jams VJ was? The last MTV Jams, male or female? Male. Deep ass voice. What? No idea. I'm about to fuck you. I'm about. I'm about to fuck up your world with some truth. Be honest. And he was Asian. Asian. Yeah. First of all, nigga, you don't forget Theo already. Who? Theo. Theo. Who? Theo. Who? Theo. Who? Mike Jones. 
<laughs> I don't know Theo. Yes, you do, nigga. You do. He was the Asian dude. Cause it's right around the time Pac died. He was the Asian dude. No, it was, an, it was after he died. He was the Asian dude that was the VJ. DJ Quick posted a picture of him posted up with Theo, and I was like, damn, I ain't seen that that fool in forever. Okay, if it was 96, I was in the military then, so I lost all pop culture. Uh, I was not connected to anything pop culture. I got it late. I got it, whatever. But you didn't know that there was an Asian dude doing MTV jams before before it stopped? I didn't. I was in the Persian Gulf. We got stuff late. Couldn't watch MTV out there. All right. Sorry, man. We're going to do it. Okay. But but shout out to DJ Quick, though. One of the best. uh, But Theo, so here's the deal. So after I saw Theo... The last MTV VJ, I uh, I tried to look him up, couldn't find him. Every Theo you pull up is some some millennial ass corn, uh, corny ass dude who put his eye out on like a real real world challenge. I don't know who the fuck that is, but that's the only Theo you could find. Oh, that's what I just so looked I'm up. One, I thought that was him. I looked it up on um, Google. I see that. Black, I see the black dude. Th- that's the crazy thing. Even if you type in Theo Asian MTV VJ. Jams, you still can't get his picture. It says MTV star Theo Campbell left blind in something. It's a black dude. Yeah, no, 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 man. That's not him. That's from some recent shit. I don't believe you. Google doesn't lie. It's like that nigga's been wiped off the face of the earth. (laughs) Listeners, hey, (laughs) holler at us. You can holler at us on Apple Podcasts, drop a review. You can come to rarsunnets.com. You can drop an email to the admin. You can holler at me at at our unofficial official Instagram at King Kunta 3X on the gram. Let us know. Do you remember Theo from MTV Jams? Asian dude, deep ass, black ass voice. Had had the had the uh, had the goatee and the straight ass Asian hair, but the black ass, the blackest ass voice, blackest, deepest ass voice you could ever hear. Theo, MTV Jams, holler at me. And if you're in the Slack room, Holler us in the Slack room. Let us know. Y'all, y'all remember this dude? I assure you, I'm not making it up. Matter of fact, B, I'm going to clip that DJ quick. You know what? I'll just do it right now while we move on. Um, <laughs> she don't believe me. I don't. Niggas don't get the pictures of the weapons is drawn. I don't believe <laughs> you. Yeah, man. So that was crazy, man. And while, I, while, I, while I'm doing that, um, B, some people say death comes in threes. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't really want to lead the show off with this because um, it's not happy, man. We the culture, and I don't throw around that term very often because I think it's overused. Uh, usually, nine times out of ten, but the culture, our culture, and American culture has taken um, three hits, three big shots, three big gut punches. So, Andre Harrell, uh, Uptown Records. Um, he introduced the world to Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, Puffy. Yep. Puffy was his intern. Yep. He might have named him Puffy for all I know. I don't know. Um, he died. Um, I don't know if they've, they've ever posted the cause of death. They haven't yet. Uh, he was at 59. He introduced us to Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, Puffy, Biggie, I'll be sure, Soul For Real, Guy. Oh, shit. He did Guy? He's a visionary. Mm. He's a visionary. Lost Boys. Don't remember them niggas. Yes, you Father do. MC. Lost Boys were dope. If you say so. Father MC. Wow. Uh, 
and Christopher Williams. I don't know who the fuck that is either. But don't wake me. I'm dreaming. He was a light-skinned nigga in, in New Jack City who got stabbed in the hand. I hate you light-skinned motherfuckers. That's Christopher Williams. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That warms my brown skin heart. <laughs> really, it does. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Any event, fuck you, Steph Curry. Any event, uh, not you, be honest. You wanted the good ones. <laughs> right. So Andre Harrell died. Uh, you know, a lot of people are taking that pretty hard. He was apparently a nice guy. Uh, loved by a lot of people. As being and Beyonce said earlier on the podcast, uh, he, uh, Jilly, uh, Big Jilly style, Jilly from Philly, actually, uh, the last song was dedicated to him because apparently Swiss texted Jill and told, told her that the last conversation he had with Andre Harrell was about this versus between her and Erica Badu, and he really was looking forward to her playing that song, whose name I don't remember, but it's the last song on the verses. You go on YouTube that shit, because you got to see uh, Miss Badu do a Miss Badu deal. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, I, the, as far as I can tell, he only had a son. Because everybody keeps keeps saying thoughts and prayers to his son. So I, that's about as far as I can tell. Um, so... That was one hit. The next hit is really and truly and unequivocally, if you don't know, you're about to fucking know, a hit to American culture as everyone over that's not born in the 90s understood it. Be honest. In European, and just as an overview, what are the major music exports of the United States? To, uh, to the rest of the world. When people think of the United States, by and large, what did they think about, do you believe? Are you talking about genres, specifically? Genres. Okay. Genres. Yeah. Um, I would say the world thinks of rock and roll, hip-hop, and... Um, Probably jazz. Jazz. I was going to say jazz. Maybe jazz. <laughs> yeah. But number one, at least until maybe the last 15, 20 years, the first thing people think of when they think of America... Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Now, as Be Honest and I both know, rock and roll was invented by Elvis Presley and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> you said as we both know? Yeah, and, and I think that there was a there's a Chuck Berry did a few things. Oh yeah, that Chuck Berry. Yeah, guy. between between Chuck Berry and, and Elvis Presley and, and the and the Rolling Stones, that's that's kind of how rock and roll got started. I think Bo Diddley might have sneaked something in there too. No, 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 not Bo. Okay. Not you. Not Bo did. All right. That's a goddamn lie. It's a goddamn lie. Now, I'm not going to say that he invented rock and roll. But I will say that he loudly and longly and anytime anyone ever put a fucking microphone in his face, no matter where the fuck it was, could be an award show, would remind everybody that he was a founding father of the one of the major American cultural exports. And my friends, that is Mr. Little Richard, the, the original Little. Yeah. He died at age of 87, maybe two nights ago. Um, you may know him from Tutti Frutti. It's about the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Good golly, Miss Molly. 
Good golly, Miss Molly. That's not the same song. That's right. Good golly, Miss Molly. You sure like the ball. Don't there's believe a, you because he wasn't talking to a woman. That's a goddamn lie. <laughs> he was Prince before Prince. He was. Except, except you know, how we we know that Prince probably swings always, but he had bitches. Yeah, little Richard, he don't, you know, he's, he's he just goes just one way. All the way. Yeah. And it's okay though. It's okay. Um, he, uh, he, you know, like I said, B. Every time anyone would, he hated Elvis Presley. Which most black, most black artists that were alive and doing things when Elvis Presley was alive cannot fucking stand Elvis Presley. And some after shout out to Chuck D. Right, Elvis Presley. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean Ray Charles. Ray Charles was one of the most commodified MLK Negroes there ever was in music. Followed shortly thereafter by Charlie Pride. It goes Ray Charles, Charlie Pride. Maybe Louis Armstrong. I don't know. As far as just comfortable Negroes for white America. They once caught, they got Ray Charles slipping. Did you, see, you ever see that, uh, that, that video where Ray Charles got, slipping, got caught slipping and asked about Elvis? No. He didn't like that nigga either. He's like, yeah, he he basically said that he, you know, he didn't write any of his music, any of the music. It was it was it was borrowed. Yeah. Uh, and so, and he was being as nice as he possibly could, but it was palpable that no artist, no black artist that was doing black artist shit when Elvis Presley was doing shit, they have no respect for Elvis Presley, and that includes Little Richard. So, I mean. I don't know if he's right or wrong. You know, I'm probably more right than wrong. There's a lot of songs that were probably sung and performed that influenced that culture. Um, I did see some black and whites or Little Richard performing to largely white audiences. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's, it's, would it be surprising? No, that's what always happens. Was the Andre Three Stacks, Three Stacks say on a Hollywood divorce? Starts out like a little hood thing that, you know, gets bigger. That's, right. that's that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. So he passed away at age of 87. B, you got anything else you want to speak on that? I do. I think that, um, um, and a uh, shout out to my homie Bruce Phillips. He's um, Bruce Phillips 15 on Instagram. He's a DJ that plays like some crazy, crazy deep cuts. Check out his page if you want to hear something that's not necessarily the genre you're used to hearing. Um, but we had a conversation yesterday while we were outside looking at my air conditioning unit that we think my neighbor's stealing coolant from. Uh, we had a conversation about um, the deaths. Of the past. How are you just going to drop that and move on? <laughs> the, the deaths from the past few days, and um, it, it's it's kind of shocking to both of us how how much um, America has downplayed black people's um, part in inventing rock and roll, and that we're they both, give little rich nothing, right? And we're we're both hoping that these biopics they keep making of New Edition and all these people, that they start highlighting some of the, these founders of things that aren't hip-hop and rap. And it's not all about the hood and making it from from whatever, but it's talking about the, the, the pioneers who crafted things that became much bigger than black society and much bigger than, than America. They, you know, went across the globe and you, they probably didn't know, you know? So we're hoping that the death of Little Richard will be like, you know, something that will inspire those type of biopics. 
Yeah, he always made fun about no credit, but it was clearly something that saddened him and bothered him greatly. It's like, you know, people, it's like Jilly smiling and smizing, smiling with their eyes and crying inside. Like he would often make jokes about it. I saw a clip of him at probably the, uh, the Grammys and he was with uh, some big haired 80s guy. Uh, and he's giving away best new artist. And he said, best new artist goes to me. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I never gave me nothing. Right. And then he laughed a little while. Then he got back on it and he opened it up. Still me. <laughs> this yeah. is back when you couldn't dump the, dump the TV. And he went <laughs> off. He laughed really hard. And he came back. And the, the, the other guy that was presenting tried to say something. He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how he said it. Uh, shut up. And he kept going. So he was, uh, he made light of it, but it clearly bothered him significantly. I don't believe Little Richard was ever awarded much of anything. Uh, mainstream ever um, or recognized ever, you know, uh, in any significant way. And it probably wasn't Is because he, he was flaming gay. It was just because they didn't want to give him credit. You want to just pretend Elton John? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. Do you know? You I don't know. Be, I would think. He would have to be. He's the original Little. So Little Yachty wasn't the first so one? He, I thought Little Yachty was first. So he was inducted in 1986. Okay. And he's also in, in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Okay. And he, he won the, he was recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Recording Academy and a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Rhythm and Blues Black People Shit Foundation. Well, that's, that's um, all the stuff but the, the real ones, the real awards. Yeah, he never, I don't believe he ever got a, a Grammy. Um, they say that he was nicknamed the Innovator the originator and the architect of rock and roll. I had never heard that, but that's what, that's what people say. But that's what people say out there. People say that I've heard it. Someone came to me and said, sir, did you know little Richard? I want to see the, the architect of rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Well, I hope, I, I hope the biopic talks about, you know, his entire life. Cause that's what I believe made Ray great. It wasn't pretty. Some right. fucked up shit. Yeah. He had problems. Um, but he, he stayed the course. That's what made Dream Girls, even though that's not a, and it's not a biopic that's, you know, ripped from, you know, that's fictionalized. Right. But I believe it was Grammy, not Grammy, I believe it was in the running for some Academy Awards or whatnot. Didn't win. Uh, but those are the best, the best types of biopics show fucking problems. The only time I can imagine that wasn't the case was apparently NWA. They kept a lot of shit out. A lot. A lot. A lot. The only thing they left in was Ice Cube fucking up that, uh, that, that, that producer's fucking, uh, I don't know if he's a producer, fucking up his, his guy's uh, office. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but there was no D Barnes. Yep. It was not. Yeah. And Suge did not shoot anybody that I was aware of. <laughs> um, so Little Richard's gone. So that's, that is, for those that don't know, and I'm going to put a pin in this. Losing Little Richard is like losing B.B. King. It's like losing uh, Ray Charles. It will be like how it's going to feel when we lose uh, Stevie Wonder. One of one. His, his, his uh, contribution to American culture is almost immeasurable. There will never be one like it. You look at what's out here today, uh, you're going to struggle. I... I I don't want to start a fight so I'll move on to the third person, but I think if we look at the artists that, you know, are under 50 that are black, that will 
be considered in a consider in a, in a, in a similar vein. It's going to be Beyonce. She just has too many fans. It may be Drake. He's just sold too much shit. Um, under fifty. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Jodeci had a shot, but they can't get right. Um, Jay Z had like eleven or twelve number one albums. So yeah, but. His second half of his career is 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 still number one albums. Yeah, yeah, but he's kind of in retirement. Like when he drops an album, he's not under. We're 50. gonna listen. He isn't under fifty either. Oh, he isn't. I don't think oh, there so. you go. I said I said under fifty. So yeah, right. of our contemporaries, it's gonna be Beyonce. It's gonna be Drake. Just on strength of he's never gonna stop selling shit because he ain't never really talking about shit and it's pop shit. So he, he whatever the pop formula is, he knows it. Whatever it is, like you know, I'm a Drake. I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Beyonce can't stand Kendrick Lamar's voice, but I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan because every time Kendrick talked to you, it's some shit either. You need to know and don't know, or are you are you used to know and forgot? Whereas Drake, Drake ain't talking about shit, but basic shit. Happy, sad, happy, sad, one or the other. Um, so the third person that we lost, Betty Wright. Who the fuck is Betty Wright? <laughs> Normally in these situations, I tell you, I have to go Google it, but I'm on. Do, do a solid and say that the most famous song that I know her for, though she has two other big hits, the one that resonates with me, the one that's been sampled maybe more than any other fucking song, or definitely in the top four, Tonight is the Night. That thing has been the shit sampled out of that. Yeah. Um, Clean Up Woman. Woman was pretty yeah. big too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but tonight's a nice one that really resonated with me. But yeah, that's so she's you know, well, doesn't she already have an unsung? She might. Not sure. B, I need you to look down at your cell phone at this picture I sent you quite some time ago and give me your reaction. (laughs) I don't know that dude, man. Nigga, that's Theo from the MTV channel. <laughs> I don't know him. And here's the crazy thing, man. I forgot he existed until this picture. <laughs> what, what do they call that thing? That that paradox? What's that? That uh, the Mel- Mandela? The Mandela. The Mandela uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We just Mandela syndrome. No, nigga, was this an was this an alien? Well, Layla Hathaway knows who he is. Is they is they about to do away with DJ Quick for bringing this back up? Is this a secret? So in in this in the comments, DJ Pooh has the fists, and Layla Hathaway, who is very respected, says Theo. So somebody knows who he is. <laughs> let me let me see. If and I can Nathan do a Theo. Nice liked it. <laughs> that, that nigga don't know. He he does not fucking know. Is Nathan Nice even thirty? No, he's like twenty. No, that nigga's no fucking way. That, he don't know who the fuck Theo is. <clears throat> let me see if I can work on this Theo. Beyonce could probably do it better than me. Let me see. Hey, welcome to MBT, MTV Jams. I'm your host, Theo. I'm going to play that new album from Death Row. Uh, it's all about you. Featuring Snoop Dogg and Top Dogg. So he he had that. that I uh, don't that, remember him. It's like his service. But, and the funny thing is, he was Asian as hell. As no, hell. No, he's all the way Asian. He's Chinatown Asian. Like, but no, like hype beast. Like he had fresh kicks on underneath his, you know, regular nineties gear. Always had the fresh kicks. He's like a Jabberwocky. So he was a hype beast Asian. He was a hype beast Asian. Yeah, but he had the deeper than deep ass voice, man. I can't hit that octave. He was low, low, low. 
Um, but back to back to us. Shout out to Betty Wright. Um, have you ever again, found Have you ever found a studio version of Tonight Is the Night? All I've ever heard is the live version. I can't say I've looked. Uh, yeah, but all I've heard is the live version because you hear. Yeah, that's if, all I've ever. If heard. If anybody out there listening, listeners knows where there is a studio version of that song, please, please email the show. Please send it to me, uh, info at, info at com, and please send me the link to it. We're going to have a little bit of extra show because uh, I'm an asshole, to be honest. Um, so let's, let's, so I said threes, but we want to send a happy trails and see you on the next side. Catch you further down the line. Catch you further down the line. See you at the crossroads. To Roy of Siegfried and Roy. Did you know Roy died? Siegfried and Roy. No, didn't know that. Them niggas with the tigers. Yeah, I know they are. I thought they was both dead. I thought they got eaten by tigers. I thought one of them did, and I thought it might have been Roy. Anyway, he died. So, you know what I'm thinking about this shit? No. Fuck you, Carol Baskin. I know you had a hand in it. Oh, man. Well, tigers. okay, there are two problems here. One is, this messes up your people die in threes, because this is obviously a fourth person. Do White people don't count? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, B. Where have you been for fucking 81 episodes of this shit? You're right. Fuck Carol Baskin. I'm sorry. Proceed. Speaking of 81 episodes of this shit, I know times are tough, but in about 19 more episodes, um, you're going to start missing some of our shows because we'll be going into the archives because Apple Podcasts will only support the first hundred shows of any podcast unless your name is Joe Rogan or, or somebody else. Uh, so if you're interested in getting having access to these to these uh, archived episodes, the only way to do that will be, will be by joining the Rare Sonnets Premium subscriber uh, list. And then for a little low cost of five bucks or so a month, you will have access, once we go uh, into our archives, uh, which you'll have access to the flagship show, the No Nonsense Show, who have been running in well into year five. You know, this podcast, just like a comic book, is somebody's first podcast. You need to know what the fuck Uncle O-Dub is. I said this a few weeks ago. Uncle O-Dub is someone's voice who should be heard. The only way to do that is to get in the, uh, the archives, the Rare Science archives, BTG for president. BTG is another talent on the Rare Science network. He is just, he's basically uh, anyone not named Be Honest. He's the, uh, the, the James Brown. He's the hardest working talent on the Rare Science network. I'm not going to count Be Honest as a talent. So if you want these archived episodes, if you find a podcast, however you came to us, if you like the No Nonsense Show, if you like BTG for Prez, Oprah on BTG, and you need to start thinking that uh, Bob's is going to be going in the archives, the only way to get these old uh, podcasts will have, to, will have to be becoming a premium subscriber. In addition, uh, the talent from time to time, myself, French Reggie, um, Bionis and his wonderful wife, Ed Kitt, um, and uh, and uh, Jamie Mack and we from time to time shoot our uh, miniature um, podcast that you can only access uh, as premium content so if you're able you should strongly consider it if you're not come on in the slack room costs you nothing the other thing you can do is if you like what we're doing here don't be selfish share the show share the show alright man so let's see B, did you know Vera Wang was 70? Uh, she had to be old as fuck. 
Have you seen a picture of her? I have not. You, you near a computer? I am. Google Vera Wang. While you do that, I'm going to move on. All right. So, um, so the, the black mother of Hollywood, Jennifer Lewis, I love me some Jennifer Lewis. She makes my soul smile. Apparently, she got scammed. Apparently, some dude was, was gigoloing and, and, and getting Jennifer Lewis and other people, scammed them out of like, I want to say about $500,000 in total to invest in, in various projects that didn't exist. Uh, he held himself out as a doctor, some other things. So, I'm, I was really surprised that Jennifer Lewis got caught up in a gigolo scam. So, let's keep her uplifted in <laughs> hopes and prayers. <laughs> So, okay, I got pictures of Vera Wang here. So, um, I'm a, I'm going to assume, because you didn't tell me what you wanted me to look for, I'm going to assume that you're saying that she looks really good for 70 years old. Would you say unnaturally good? Yeah, she looks really good for 70 years old. Would you say perhaps not terrestrian good? Yeah, it looks like it to me. Would you say that her looks at 70 may be not from this world? I would say that it's possible. So, so B, you might have a line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to go ahead and just shoot this picture over to David Icke and see what we can dig up. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting Because right this now. podcast is someone's first podcast, David Icke has this interesting theory about various people, including royals, being part of an ancient reptilian alien race. So I just want to make sure that, you know, we've got Vera Wang fully uh, vetted because I got questions yeah. at 70. She looks literally like she might be an Asian 30. And see, that's the thing. As my as one of my favorite aunts would say, I don't mean a bit of harm, but certain people from certain backgrounds, once they go old, it goes like that. But Vera Wang is supposed to be a 70-year-old Asian lady. So... We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. David, I get on that. Uh, trying to wrap this up quick because be honest doesn't love you guys as much as I do. Um, ah, <laughs> so did you hear about Frontier Airlines? Be honest. Frontier, one of my least favorite airlines in the world. They're shit. They're horrible. Fuck them. So, B, as you know, uh, there's no vaccine, and. Uh, and even when the vaccine comes, it's still going to take some time to distribute and for people to decide whether or not they're going to take it. Right. So the airline industry has been hammered. And with these new guidelines that are springing up in states and at the federal level, um, and I'm talking about the old guidelines because the Trump administration rejected the CDC's latest guidelines for reopening the country. The Trump administration is not telling us what those guidelines were. Pretty sure they're not what most states are doing. Uh, so Frontier Airlines, uh, so airlines are taking out the middle seat, B. Did you, did, they're taking out the middle seat because oh. they want that space between people. Okay. So that you don't, you know, you need, you need space, social distance. So that middle seat is not six feet. Right. Secondly, B, did you know it's not really six feet? It's actually closer to 12? I did know that. Yeah, but they want that middle seat out for social distance. Well, what about the side that only has two seats on it? Well, one person is going to be sitting there. Oh, okay. So, so this is a safety issue, right? This is what they're doing. So, B, have you ever flown Frontier Airlines? Uh, sadly, I have. Did you have the uh, misfortune of trying to bring a bag with you? Uh yes, because I only do carry on. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm not I'm not a rookie. I'm a veteran, and you don't check bags when you're a veteran. 
No, you don't. Were you able to get that bag in without without incident? Um, yes, but it took a lot of work at home because I already okay. know how it goes. And and B, did you happen to want a snack on that flight? Oh, you don't get no damn snack. Are you kidding? What about a beverage? <laughs> they don't even have a card. I think they, I think they they might hand deliver something if you if you have a credit card on you. But I don't even know if you can do that. Yeah, no, there's no, no card. So, uh, <laughs> so Frontier had this great idea that they, going forward, would like to charge uh, an additional thirty nine dollars. Thirty nine. Three nine. Three nine, because, you know, it's, they, they wanted to call it a social distancing upgrade. Upgrade that everybody has to do? Social distancing upgrade. That well, everyone is forced I mean, to do? I mean, B, if you think about it, I mean, less seats, less passengers, less revenue. Right, I get it. I mean, less fuel, but that's neither here nor there. Right. I mean, less bags, again, neither here nor there. Right. But yeah, uh, no, that didn't work. People were like fuck you guys, and so they they said, "Ah, oh, psych, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding." Ha, we're not gouging you in an epidemic. Look over there, not here. Um, so fuck those guys. So B, uh, April, uh, in January, what happened? January, January. What was the what was the disaster in January? I don't forget. It's been so many, Kobe so, so many. Was that January or February? That was February. Um, January. Huh. I don't remember. Something fucked up happened in January. Uh, they all blend together, man. I'm sorry. I'm a bad American. You're not. You're the. You're making America great again. No, you're making America great. That's what you're doing. Again. Oh, you're right. It was, it was Kobe Bryant's death near the end of January. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so apparently I, I blocked it out because all of his uh, memorial services happened in February. Um, April brought us Corona. No, no, let me do that. January, February, March. March brought us Corona. March, right. Being locked down. I started my quarantine March 15th, that very first time. I was, a little, I was actually a little bit ahead of everybody else. Yeah, you were. Uh, what happened last month? Last month was economy took a huge hit. Uh, everything's locked down. All the deaths. Stock uh, market. Stock market crashed. Be honest, you want to know what's happened this month? This being May. Tell me. Me. Sometimes God's like, no, really, fuck all of you. So, this month we have murder hornets, B. Have you heard of the murder hornets? <laughs> yes, yes, I've heard of them. I don't call them murder hornets. I call them Baskin bees. Oh, God. See what I did there? Yes, I did. Carol. So, murder horn, horn. so I, I'm not sure if you know much about them, B, but apparently they're not killing us. They kill bees. They kill honeybees, which is still... Uh, in general, a bad thing, but that's fucking crazy. Uh, murder hornets in, that have migrated here to the United States and will either, I guess, will destroy our honeybee population. I'm, I'm not sure. Apparently, they that. Oh, I'm wrong. 
They may not kill you, but they can fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a video online right now. I just, I don't know why it went to my my feed. I guess because this is trending, but it went to my feed. There's a guy. He goes out and gets stung by things, and he went and found one of these before this all happened and let it sting him. And it showed how his his arm swole all up, and he had to take anti venom and all kind of stuff and suck the poison out because he was about to die. So, murder hornets. So, uh, listeners out there, it's 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 May twenty twenty. Be on the lookout for the Baskin bees. You don't want to get bit by these things. And uh, yeah, so murder hornets. All right, let's before we get up out of here. Two quick things, B. I know we're running late. All right. Uh, French Reggie, full of shit. My dog, the Kunta household dog, got a splinter in his paw, got taken to the the the, uh, the veterinarian, and they put the, something on the paw and put the dog in a goddamn cone. You know, you want to know why, B? No. I mean, yes. Because <laughs> otherwise, the dog would lick the wound, B. Uh-huh. Do you know what happens if the dog would lick the wound? He's infected. It won't get better. French Reggie... French so Reg- letting a dog lick a wound doesn't necessarily mean the shit's going to get better, deep Prince cut. Reggie. Deep cut. See, listeners, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. One of the, one of the talents on Rare Science Network, the No Nonsense Show, Millennial Mind, French Reggie, insists that dog saliva can heal anything. So he's living proof. He's wrong. He's living proof because he had a, a wound on his knee that he let his dog lick for some odd fucking reason, and it it quickened his heel by a few days, if not a few weeks. But a dog licking its own wound, no, will further infection. Right. Um. All right. So, B, as you know, uh, wraps up in two minutes. As you know, the Trump administration has now been infiltrated by COVID nineteen. Uh, one of the president's <laughs> personal valets uh, has has the coronavirus and has been forced to uh, to uh, to leave. And now the president, who you know, said that he's not sure about testing and he doesn't think that testing is really necessary, and we don't need as much testing, has now said he's testing himself every day. Okay. And Mike Pence's uh, speaker, you know, the the vice president has a speaker, press secretary, or a speaker too that goes out and delivers his message. Uh, she came down with COVID-19 as well, uh, just one day after testing negative. Um, so are Trump and Pence now wearing masks? Nope. Fuck no. Um, and Mike Pence got caught on a live mic uh, in which he was being filmed delivering uh, medical supplies, masks, maybe tests to a facility. He got caught in the hot mic, admitting there was nothing in the fucking box. Hmm. Meaning it was just PR. There was nothing in the box. Uh, so, <laughs> because these individuals have uh, been in contact with the COVID-19 response team, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Redfield, and the head of the, the CDC are self-quarantining because they talk to these motherfuckers. Yep. Is Trump self-quarantining? Mm-mm. Nope. Is Pence self-quarantining? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, and as I said earlier, the CDC has issued new guidelines to the White House about reopening, given that we're fucking reopening. And the Trump administration has rejected them and will not tell us what was in those newly uh, new guidelines. It won't tell us. I assume they are probably uh, had something to say about these states, like the one BNS lives in, doing what it's doing with barbershops, bowling alleys, tattoo shops, and the like. 
out here in California, the shit's breaking down. I see barbershops open on social media. Uh, I saw, I went out for food today, Mother's Day, a lot of cars, too many cars. It's like a regular fucking Sunday. Where are they going? Not just to get food. Right. Um, we're not going to talk about a turning into a little bar, uh, pulling back the Department of Justice's uh, prosecution of Michael Flynn in the sentencing phase, withdrawing the charges. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, once again, if you fuck with Trump, and you, let me rephrase, if you are a friend of Trump and you find yourself in trouble, he will get you out of trouble as long as it's federal trouble using the full extent of either his presidential pardon or his personal Department of Justice to undo whatever charges were brought against you, even though his personal Department of Justice was the first people to bring these charges. This is the case in which the prosecutors that had worked up the case resigned, called that a noisy withdrawal. And uh, so, and the person that signed the withdrawal of the charges uh, is not a prosecutor, is a political appointee. Be normally when you, there's a thing called pleadings. Pleadings are the filings of a case, anything, paper you put on, you sign the name of the attorney. That shit doesn't usually change. So the attorney that's, might be one, whoever is on the name bar initially stays on the name bar. In this instance, none of the prosecuting attorney's names appeared on it. And as the political appointee, because clearly, as I said earlier, you scratch Trump's back, he will protect your ass uh, directly or indirectly, and that's just how that's going to go down. Um, last but not least, B, do you remember me talking to you about uh, the Prime Minister of England, Boris Johnson? Yes. Do you remember me telling you that he is he is the British version of Trump? Yes. Things are so bad here in the United States with regard to coronavirus and COVID-19 as it is in the rest of the world, except for Sweden, who's not testing shit, but is dealing with the effects nonetheless. Things are so bad here in the United States. Um, By the way, President Obama commented that the Trump administration's handling of this was a chaotic mess. And this water is also wet. Things are so bad here in the United States with the Trump administration's handling of coronavirus. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who, by the way, had coronavirus and was hospitalized for a week, sounds fucking reasonable. Prime Minister Boris Johnson just this morning released a national plan of how Great Britain will eventually, slowly, gradually open back up as a country. Prime Minister Boris Johnson admitted that they mishandled the first part of this of this virus. He explained why no one had seen it, but admitted, "Hey, you know, we it, it was not handled correctly. If we knew now, what we knew then. We've done different things." How fucking hard is that, B? To say that. If you say that, then we can move forward. Right. You continue to say it was perfect and the numbers, the facts don't back it up. We have a problem. You're still whining to me and people are dying. Then he introduced his plan. Was it very detailed? No. In, in all honesty, it looked like the CDC's initial plan of how to reopen the country, which when that first happened, B, you know, I was very skeptical of it. But it turns out almost every fucking state said, fuck that plan. We're going to open up early anyway, including California. Yeah. Because there's no federal oversight. 
under President Obama, how might this look? Because that's what we want to compare it to, to black-ass Obama. Under President Obama, you would probably have the majority of states following an overarching federal guideline, and then you would have the reddest of red states, I presume Texas, maybe your Georgia, who would be saying, we're not going to do it. And then that would be a Supreme Court battle. Whereas instead, now we have every state is doing whatever the fuck it wants. Prime Minister Boris Johnson encouraged, pleaded with all the people in England, Great Britain, to not to lose the ground that we've, we've, we've carved out. He acknowledged the great financial damage, destruction, ways of life that are being hurt by this, which is why there is some plan on how to open up, but it must be done smartly. Listeners, people, Black on Both Sides was initially started as a political podcast. You should be mad. You should be outraged. We live in the greatest country on planet Earth. All that I say about how things should be versus how they are, we live in the greatest country on Earth. And people are dying. And the federal government is is pointing the finger somewhere else. And anyone inside the federal government who doesn't point the finger at someone else, they get removed. Like the head of immunizations was removed when Trump kept talking about chloro, was it chloro, chloro, chloroquine? Hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine. He said, wait a goddamn minute. We don't know what the fuck this is. Stop saying this to people. They removed his ass. He now has a complaint pending with the uh, internal investigation, the HHS, uh, you know, the ICG, so that we had back with the, uh, the, the, uh, the internal whistleblower on the uh, Ukraine stuff, we have another one. And the ICG has determined this is credible. This man was removed in retaliation from his position as the leader on developing immunizations because he said, hydrochloroquine, stop saying that. We don't know what it is. Don't know. I promise you that would be the last thing. Last, last thing is... Um, Ahmaud Arbery. I don't want to talk about it. You know what it is. This is what I would ask. White people, a 2.23 mile run to show support is really what we call a pyrrhic victory. It's a moral victory. It doesn't change anything. If you really want justice for Ahmaud Arbery, use your voice. Black people using our voice, brown people using our voice. No one cares anymore. We've been drowned out. Any listeners out there, any white listeners out there, if you really want justice for Arbery, for Ahmad Arbery, get on the phone, call your local representatives. When you see racism, call it out. Don't just laugh. Don't just be quiet. As much as I'd like there to be a revolution, it's not going to happen unless white people decide that, hey, this is not okay. And they start self-policing themselves with regard to race, racism. That's all I got, B. You got anything on Aubrey? You want the people to know? Nope. Um, I'm sure that once, once it starts developing, we'll, we'll be forced to dig into it. So we'll just wait till then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it, B. We've seen this story. Yep. 
you know, listeners, a lot of you out there don't know. In addition to this format changing because of coronavirus and the pandemic, it also changed because, as Be Honest can tell you, if I were to, to talk about every black death that I thought was wrong, I'd be in a very dark place all the time. And I'm sorry. I got to get back on my job. I'll deal with it because you all need to know. Everyone needs to know. Whoever's listening needs to know. It needs to be spread until we, as a people, as a society, get to a basic what's right, what's wrong. And until we, as a people of all colors, can decide what's right, what's wrong, what we won't tolerate, innocent lives will continue to be lost for nonsense, for, for no reason at all other than ignorance. Yeah. Either way, we're going to get back on it. The Aubrey thing is not going to go away. It's just kicking off. Uh, COVID-19 ain't going nowhere. Like heavy hair with gel in it. We're going to be here no matter what happens. I'm going to give you my view. He's going to give you his view. And it's going to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. 